All right, y'all, welcome back. Uh, this is the Great Date Guy podcast. My name is Rob Wong, and of course, with me today is... Scott Pagliaccio. What's up, fam? How's everybody doing tonight? Yo, or yo. Today, or this morning, or this afternoon, or whatever it is, wherever you are. Glad to be back, and welcome. Yeah, welcome. Um, got one that I'm really stoked about, because uh, as, as good as I am with people, Scott is ridiculous with people. So today, we're going to be picking his brain on how he cold approaches strangers so every every week or like every few days i'll get another text from scott and it'll be like yeah i just hung out with this like gorgeous young woman and he'd be like what the fuck man like how how the hell are you doing this uh and it's like i i love my game is i go to places consistently i show up all the time and over time i make friends i i'm in environments where conversation is conducive or it's conducive to conversation but what scott's got is this other skill set where it's like hey it it's like weird and awkward for people if they try normally in these situations and he's like yeah i just made a bunch of friends so we're gonna we're gonna talk with scott about how he's doing that bullshit black magic <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah man it is it's bullshit black magic for sure man it's some voodoo shit chicken bones and feathers and like goat's blood <laughs> i carry that with me man and then i i do some uh magic um yeah you fucking heard it here first go to your local <laughs> jamaican grocery store get your goats and goat skulls and chicken blood and uh yeah it'll, it'll knock up your game yeah, I mean, um, honestly, man, I'll be, I'll be honest. I'll be, I'll be authentic. That's how, uh, uh, you know, and that's been a process of years and years and years and figuring out who I am. And what I figured out is, you know, I'm me, this guy in this body over here, but then everything outside of me is me. It's like, I don't know, you ever, I feel like, you know, that saying, have you, you know, it, it feels like I've never met a stranger because I just look at every, I was texted you this earlier. I feel like everybody's just God in drag, man. You know, like, <laughs> like you're just a manifestation of me in a different form. Like it's the same consciousness. We're all connected somehow through something. And I just, that's the access point. And it's just being authentic, man. And it just so happens that you know, the women happen to be beautiful and there's men too, because that's kind of edgy for me. Like it's easy for me to go up to women, young women, old women, whatever, attractive women. And just from my heart with the tools that I've learned over the years, go, that's the access point for me. Oh, shit. And, and I, and it's not like a surface level thing. It's not like, Hey, how's the fucking weather? It's like, Hey, I think you're really pretty or not. It, it, it might even be that, or it might be like, yo, I just want, I want to acknowledge you as an athlete if I'm in the gym, like, and just go up and not hit on him, but just, hey, I appreciate you. You look fantastic because that's the initial thing, right? You see someone. So it's not like I know her depth yet or the depth of someone's soul yet, but I'm going for that right off the giddy up, man. I want to go right now. I'm not on the surface. Like, hey, I noticed you work hard. I'm tracking you. I'm appreciating the way you're, you know, you show up. Um, my name is Scott, you know, and then ask them questions about their workout. If I'm in the gym, people, what in my experience, love to talk about themselves. And so 
my tool is curiosity and the access point is being authentic and vulnerable and just going going for their heart going for their heart man. and it, this is even with men because i connected with some young men the other day and it was the same as how i would connect with a woman no different like with their heart mm. with their vulnerability and i feel like it's something especially with young people that they're younger people i'm 55 and the people i've been meeting are in their 20s 30s i think they're longing for this type of connection with one another um you know we do all these other things to falsely connect like get so fucking drunk that we either pass out and somebody has sex with us or whatever or um you know you don't know really know what you're doing you're not present you're not in your body and that's how we connect you know and you don't even remember the conversations that you had so i feel like being authentic and figuring out who i was and who everybody else is and just going vulnerable in asking the deeper questions if that helps it it does um and so i i, I like i like everything that you've said and so i i want to i want to bring in the element of like okay so what if the person listening right now is not vibing on the level of like i am god everyone else is god in drag oh, yeah. they're they're an okay. extension so if if they're not there how how would you mm -hmm. recommend that they begin tapping into everything that you just described the vulnerability the authenticity going for the heart how do you how do you start that process yeah just how how would you want to be treated how would what what would you want somebody to ask you what you know, and I think, um, you know, yeah, so the whole God, everybody's God and that whole thing. I, I, yeah, that's a little bit esoteric and kind of, you know, foo-foo or it's, wee It's pretty advanced. Whatever. Yeah, like yeah, it, yeah, takes, yeah, it takes yeah. years to get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's taken me a, a while. It's taken me two divorces, 20-something uh, years of drug addiction and alcoholism and like a lot of failed relationships and other crazy things to get to this place. Thank God those things happened to me to get me to this awareness so yeah for the for the listener who is like okay um how do i explain that in a way that they can feel into that um yeah man that is a great question rob and i want to be really careful in how i answer it so it's accessible for someone um well Okay, I'll give you an example. This would be really good. Perfect. So I, I do this barley yoga. And every, it's for 12 sessions. And it's 100 something people um, upstairs of this really cool like restaurant, kind of an old loft building that was converted. And they have this really cool space. And we just came back from a break over the holidays and the first thing they do on the very first session is give you a name tag but instead of saying hello my name is you write on the name tag ask me about my or ask me this question of 
about me. And so um, I was, I went in, I put my thing on my name tag and then I know it's mostly women. Um, There's been more men, you know, there's a hundred something people. The vibe is super high and I'm sitting there and I look across and I'm by myself, like sitting on a mat by myself, but there's 125 people around me. And I know they all have a name tag that says, ask me about my, so I start looking around and I just, my eyes locked on this one woman and nobody's, I don't see anybody like getting up and walking around. It's like mostly people who are sitting next to one another, you know, probably know each other. And a part of me said, don't go over there Mm -hmm. and ask her the question. And that was the, that, was the that was the cue for me to get my ass up and go over and do that very thing because it felt scary or it felt like what am I going to say or do I really want to do this and I got up immediately as soon as I heard that voice say don't do it I I knew that was a cue go do it I jumped up I ran over I sat next to her I looked in her eyes super present engaged with her let her know that I was there. She felt me. She looked in my eyes. I looked at her name tag. And she said, it said, ask me about my dog. So I said, Hey, tell me about, I'm Scott. What's your name? Uh, Francesca. Nice to meet you, Francesca. Tell me about your dog. What's your dog's name? So maybe we can pretend that everyone in the world is wearing some sort of tag on their shirt and about some sort of question that you could ask and you can make something up. Hi, my name is Scott. What's yours is a, is a great segue into whatever. And whatever comes up for you in the moment, it, it could be like, I just saw you sitting here and I thought I'd come over and say hi that would be authentic. Like whatever comes up, like I feel really silly right now. And I felt like I wanted to come over, but then there was a voice in my head that said, don't do it. And I did it anyway. Like that's vulnerable and it's authentic. Like that's really what is alive for me in the present moment. And I share that with the person and it. I think it softens them because I imagine every human being has felt that before. So it's like, hey, this guy feels real. And I I believe not only women, but men, you can sense authenticity and vulnerability. And I feel like people can relate. And they're like, oh, I've been there before. And they soften and kind of open. Dude, I... I, I have a I have a check in on that because I know that I do this sometimes and I know that I give out that same advice sometimes. And as I'm hearing you talk about it, I notice there's a part of my brain that's like, Oh, that sounds too simple. How could that possibly work? And and so like there's this I think that a question on behalf of the audience here then is like like, hey, has that ever does that usually work out for you? Does it ever get weird when you just kind of go up and say that thing? Like there's, there's, there's like a desire for reassurance that what you're saying is like something that people think is normal and is acceptable. Yeah. I, I, wait a minute. Say that again, Rob. Um, 
Yeah, I, I noticed that as you're saying those things, even though I'm completely bought into what you're saying, there's right. still a desire to like know that like based on your experience that what you're what you're recommending is socially acceptable and people respond well to it. And I, I'm curious about your experience there. Has it usually paid off? Every single time. It's never not paid off, man. Um, I, I was at the gym the other day, man. And, um, you know, you can use this with, with anything, something that you're, you know, you're passionate about. I'm, I'm passionate about relationships. That's high, a high priority for me and the things that I've learned. So I've made some friends along the way and just utilized that and kind of sense if the person is interested and and i i think the most important part is asking questions rather than telling them a story about me mm -hmm. um there's time for that later i just noticed that being curious and finding out about the other person they automatically it seems like in my experience it has been recognize that I've spent a lot of time talking about me. I'm going to ask him about him. And, and it, it's not, it's, it's, it's kind of effortless that way. So I think as a leader, you lead by giving the thing you want to receive. Like I, I'd love to share something about me, but I'm going to ask you about you first. And I know by meeting that need of that other person, not that it's like, you know, uh, I think we all want to feel seen, heard, and understood. So I'm going to give that first. I'm going to give the thing that I want. And without an expectation of receiving anything in return. And what I notice is it, it comes around, you know, in one way or another. Um, yeah, does that answer your question? I think it does, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's giving rise to more questions. And I think the other one that comes immediately to mind is... Um, and this is all great, by the way. This is all like phenomenal, like entry level information. And I think it's going to help a lot of people. The other question that comes up is if I look at what's authentic for me, most of the time, the reason why I'm approaching someone is because they're attractive to me. And sometimes mm -hmm. I will say that to people and sometimes it does pan out. But I also recognize that your approach is is in a different context. And I think that you are also more successful than me when it comes to meeting new people and the dating game. So I'd be curious about what the difference is in terms of how you view that. Do you come in and tell people that you think they're attractive? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, well, you know what? Let me take that back. Here's here's how it goes first for me. Mm. I feel a connection. Like, hey, like if I'm just meeting them, it's like it, it's getting a sense of how they feel as well. Like, Hey, I, I really enjoyed speaking with you the other day. And I, I felt this really great connection. And, you know, a lot of times I'll get the response. Yeah. I felt that uh, a great connection too. It's, you know, I also noticed that I, you know, even within the interaction face to face. Yeah. I will say, you know, I also felt an attraction too. Like I noticed you, I felt this attraction, like just being honest, like, yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's, yeah, I felt it or, you know, no, I don't. And either way, I noticed most of the time there was definitely a connection through the conversation. Sometimes there's attraction, sometimes there's not. But I noticed for me, like I was starting to talk about this conversation that I had with about six people at the gym. They were all beautiful women. 
and beautiful men, young, gorgeous. And, and so I, you know, you and I have these tools and what I really enjoy is asking like some really vulnerable questions that people are not used to asking. I'll sit down and say, tell me your life story. And people tend to just open up and share like, oh my God, I'm dating this guy. And you know, if it's a girl and he's not connected to his heart, he doesn't. And so that's, that's a pain point. So I get curious and I ask questions and I'm like, I know when I hear a woman complain about a man that there's, you can't get someone else to change, but you can do some work. So I shared a tool with all of these people who work together in this environment. So there's a culture and there's a community and they can practice with one another now. So I shared this Nestor meditation on how we can become more self-aware through knowing what we're thinking, what we're feeling, where that sensation of that emotion lives in our body. And everybody was just engaged and they started to ask me more questions like, you know, uh, you know, one of the, one of that they're most, most of them were in college. One of them had a roommate who was a sex therapist. And she's like, this is an amazing conversation, man. My roommate would love to hear this. And I, I was thinking, this would be a great conversation. I'd love to meet your roommate. And I would love to sit down with all of you and, and go deeper because I'm not a surface level fucking guy. And I'm not into talking about the weather. Although there's a time and a place for that, let's go deeper. And they just all leaned in. Some of them I knew, some of them I didn't know. But by the end of the conversation, which took place over the course of an hour at a smoothie bar inside of a gym, all these employees had a new tool what to work with with one another to take back home to their partners friends and by the end they were feeling so connected the guys were smiling we were hugging you know the girls were thankful it was beautiful man so like i know it's my job to create the environment so i go to that gym all the time i i don't want to just be like hey what's up dude i'm like yo man i saw one of the guys today i'm like and we hug I'm like, how, how are you? What are you feeling today, man? Yeah, I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling appreciation. I'm feeling gratitude. So it's creating a culture in a community within an organization or in whatever. Could be at a bar, could be at a restaurant, could be at someone's business. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to show up as a powerful leader. And, you know, some people are not going to be receptive. Some people are going to look at me and be like, he's a fucking asshole. But that's okay because... One of the things I shared with them yesterday, Rob, was someone else's opinion. Someone else's opinion of me is none of my business, and that really landed. It's like, hey, man, this is who I am. Take it or leave it, and I'm okay if you leave it. But what I found was people were very engaged and open to relate on a deeper level. Yeah, I want to I want to highlight a few things that are happening here uh, that I think are, are are worth highlighting. Um, one of the things that I'm hearing you doing, and you can confirm or deny this, just uh, is that when you're asking questions and engaging with people, uh, we we are going for emotional content. It it is not shallow or surface level. We're talking about how people are feeling and how they're actually doing. Um, this, in in my opinion, uh, if you're listening right now, is um, characteristic of a high charisma person. Uh, people with high charisma 
know how to evoke and elicit emotion in other people and the whole gamut but mostly like being able to to summon up that feeling of connection and intimacy um vulnerability is a big part of it but so is asking questions of the other person that they don't normally get asked um now i i think i want to draw a clarifying line here as well it's not that you're like actively manipulating and trying to ask the perfect question to elicit emotion um the other aspect of this that i hear scott mentioning is that hey um it's not that he's only approaching people that he's attracted to right it's not that he's only having conversations to get to a point of seduction he's just generally generally and genuinely interested in people um and that's that's how he's choosing to engage so hey there are some people that are interesting to me i'm going to go and contribute the value that i have to contribute i'm going to ask questions uh because i care about people i'm interested in human connection and relationship um and i think that that's something that often doesn't get highlighted uh, it can be easy to sort of get tunnel visioned on this and be like hey i'm only going to talk to women that i think are attractive or i'm only going to talk to women and the objective is always like i'm going to get a date um but coming from that angle even though it's kind of hard to avoid sometimes it's easy to get stuck in that trap i get in there as well um it adds an agenda to the conversation and it can come off a little bit weird and creepy as a result mm -hmm. so yeah. one thing that helped me a lot in the beginning and i would love to hear your impression about this as well scott what what helps for you is, is i think someone told me that if you take enough time with a person you will eventually find something that's remarkable about them and sometimes you don't even need to dig very deep and when i started practicing um that was what had me stay in conversations with people that i wasn't interested in sleeping with and ultimately what was really helpful for beginning to really care and enjoy talking to people in general which is like a huge part of the game so yeah, yeah. what about you man no i love what you said there man it, like whether you're attracted to the person or not like human connection for me is is the drug that i was looking for all of my life because i feel more connected to me in relationship with others you know if i was in a silo or in a cave not not that i couldn't be in connection with me i mean there's we need people to do that man that's some deep work that people are so connected that they can spend years in a cave but for me what i notice is i feel the most alive and it whether it's dating or just to connect with another human being, I know how it feels for me, for someone to be curious and ask me questions. So it's easy to know that others would like the same thing. So, you know, I think that speaks to what you're saying. Um, and I also noticed this as a man being in, let's say any environment it could be a gym could be a nightclub could be whatever the other day it happened to be the gym there was i was with all these guys and then there's this one girl and then all of the guys are you know oh man you know it's the typical locker room and i'm like listen time out she's not here i just i said man I'm not, i don't want in on this conversation i'm gonna go introduce myself and i just walked over to her and i said hey listen like i said before i really appreciate you as an athlete and as a woman, my name is Scott. You look fantastic. What's your name? Like, I'm not going to sit there and talk shit about someone, a woman, and with a, a group of men that are 
don't have the balls to walk over and introduce themselves because that's what they really want to do, right? Like, I'd really like to know this girl or, but I'm going to stand here and make up stories about her or talk shit or try to look, you know, um, I, I don't even want to use the word masculine, but that, you know, whatever, like, that's not, and I, I'm just like, I'm not going to partake in that, man. And, and I think that's another thing too, man. Like that's like advocating for someone who isn't present. Like I have this saying to defend the absent. Like, I'm not going to shit sit here and talk shit about somebody or be like, Oh yeah, she's fucking hot. And you know, I do this and this and this to her. And like, Listen, man, you won't even go walk over and say hi to her. You're, <laughs> you're not doing nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I'm not into that locker room talk and, you know, standing around and colluding and, you know, demeaning women um, in any way, shape or form. I'm like, I'll just go over and I will introduce myself to this young woman and w- with authenticity and vulnerability and connect with her and make a friend. And I went back to these dudes and they're all like, oh, man, I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go do that. And it, and it's cool, man, because it kind of wakes something up. And then like, yeah, why am I standing here talking shit about somebody? Why don't I go over there and, and just put put myself out there? Yeah, dude, um, I think I think it's going to be worth it to hit pause right here, because cool. as you say that so casually, yeah, I just went up and talked to her. This is also, I think. For me, there's there's still like this fear of death, right? Like this fear of annihilation. If I go and yep. talk to that stranger, I'm gonna fucking. It doesn't matter if I know that I'm not gonna die. There's the emotional response of like, oh fuck, your life is at risk. Um, yeah. And so, equally for me and for the other guys out there who aren't used to this type of behavior, this type of approach, um, how would you recommend that we start? If you were to begin from the beginning with the fear all there, rather than having the level of mastery and expertise that you have right now, how, how would you advocate for them to begin? I think at some point, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, you feel like you're going to die. I, It still feels like that way. I told you when I was at yoga, man, the voice in my head, it, it feels like. So how do I, how would I start? Uh, by slowing down. I think maybe that feeling of death becomes overwhelming and then the thoughts and the emotion and maybe just breathe. Okay, notice you see someone you want to talk to. Okay. And then what's next? What's the, what are you thinking about? What are you feeling? So that was kind of, I was teaching the Nestor meditation. So the number your emotion from zero to 10, zero is calm and available for connection. 10 is blown out. E, think of a little baby bird in a nest. E is emotion. Simple, sad, mad, glad. What am I feeling? I'm noticing as I look at this woman, I feel you know, anxious and my heart's palpitating and that makes me wanna run away. Okay, what, what, what was the sensate number? I'm feeling a five or a six on the scale of one to 10. My emotion is anxiety. The sensation is my heart's beating really fast. My thoughts, what am I thinking? She'll never, you know, say hello to me or she'll whatever. I'm noticed these are thoughts we're thinking in the moment, not based in reality, but what's going on in our minds. And then 
you're like, okay, what's my resource? And a resource for me is something that helps me to come back into connection with myself. And primarily it's my breath to help me slow down, get centered. So I would take multiple deep breaths, feel my heart palpitating, which for me, anxiety and excitement are the same mechanism. Anxiety would be fear-based. She's going to turn me down, not based in reality. And excitement is, oh my God, I'm going to meet this beautiful girl and have a conversation. Not, I'm, she's, we're going to get married. We're going to have kids. We're going to have sex. It's like, no, just slow it down. Enjoy it. Feel it. Be aware. Take deep breaths. Notice what's going on inside of you. Get up. And you have to die, Rob. You have to die to the old version of you who is too anxious to go over and say hello. Get excited to meet a new friend and have a new experience that you're co-creating with another human being that will have you feeling, in my experience, connected. Um, and who knows what can happen from there. So that's, if I was the listener and I was just starting these are the things that I would do. Hmm. That's great, man. That's, that's really, really good. Um, I'm glad that you're bringing it up and there it's being brought with a lot of compassion, like a lot of, a lot of kindness. Um, yeah. and I think that'll make it for people to internalize. And, and the other thing I think I want to throw in here too, as I was thinking about what you were saying is it might not even be as um high stakes as that like if you were to if you were to begin and you were to be really kind with yourself and you were like terrified of women then one place mm. to begin might be you see someone that you really want to approach you notice the fear of death coming up and then you go through that meditation the nester or you just feel yeah. the emotion that's there and you breathe mm. until the fear is gone and then you're like oh i beat the fear and mm. then you you don't do anything you don't have to do anything right then over time, as you get more and more mastery around that emotion, I imagine that there would be less and less of a barrier until finally one day it's like, oh, right, I beat it. And I still want to talk to this human being. Like I'm not having waves of anxiety smash against my heart and face. Okay, let's go. Um, and so I, I guess with this and, and with anything else that turns up in this podcast, um, there's honor in trying, there's honor in taking the baby steps there. And going balls out is effective and if you if you have what it takes to do that good for you man yeah. i think that takes a lot of strength and there's no shame in going at the pace that you need to go so that you don't get blown out and like discouraged from ever doing it again because your nervous system is freaked the fuck out dude that is a great point man it's like what what that how that feels for me is like you you're becoming more aware you're noticing and you're building the muscle. It's like being in the gym. Like you don't have to do it the very first time. You take your time, you, whatever. Yeah, go at your own pace. Take your time, be aware, slow down. And when you feel ready, go for it, man. You know, yeah, there's no hurry. There's no hurry. I like, I love that point. That's super important for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's reminding me of, um, 
like learning to bench press like no one no one starts off with like 90 pounds on each side and then hopes to survive that without a spot like <laughs> no you you begin with the bar and like you're embarrassed and it's like fuck it's just the bar it's like 45 pounds what am i doing but then you keep at it and after a few months you're doing like 200 plus and it's not a big deal cuz you've you've taken your time to build up without getting injured uh, it's like the same thing i i think so much of this work is around like at, le- at least from what I've seen for myself, it's like 90% self-compassion. Can I be kind enough to myself that I want to continue going? And if I can, then I'm eventually going to succeed. And if I'm just a fucking jerk to myself every time <laughs> I feel like I've failed, I'll, or I start making up failures, like, oh, well, you know, I only had a 10-second conversation with that girl. That's not good enough. You're going to beat yourself up. Next time, you're, you're going to be less likely to talk to them because it's like, oh, I might fail again. Right. No, I, I'm hearing what you're saying. Like 10 seconds is 10 seconds more than you sitting on the sidelines. You're in the game, brother. You, you, you're in the game with the bar. You're in the gym with the bar. You're in the game with the 10 second conversation. That's huge, man. It's, and that's being self-aware, like not be, like you said, not, not, um, not listening to the inner critic. He's there. He's going to tell you, yeah, don't go to the gym. You're only doing the bar. But man, that that's that's how you get to the 90 pounds on each side is you start with the bar, man. And everybody who's in that gym started with the bar. Yeah. Nobody started with 180 pounds. And every guy that ever went up to a woman to talk to her probably felt and feels the same thing that you're going to, but you got if you want to be in the game, you gotta get in the game, man. So 10 seconds is 10 seconds and you build the muscle. So, and I think it's the same for women too, because what I'm getting from women is that they really want to connect. They want to connect with men. They want us to be more connected to our hearts, man. I had, I said, I want to add this. This is really important. I said it in front of these gorgeous young women and men. I asked them, what is it that you want from us? We want your presence. We want you. We want you to be with us when you're with us, fully there. And I then I said, "You want our cocks connected to our hearts, don't you?" And they said, "We do. We really do." You know. And it was amazing because these young men were, was listening to this old dude talk to these young women and have conversation, asking, "What do you want from us?" that's a great place to start. If you're, if you're a guy, you you know, like, you know, asking the deeper question, like, what do you want? What, you know, I'm, I'm lost here. I haven't dated in a while. Mm. I I thought you were really attractive. And I just came over to say hi, like, wow. I think a woman would be blown away other than, uh, yeah, nice weather. We're having (laughs) anyway, that might be a little bit off, off track, but I think, you know, women will, answer the questions that you want answered, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm imagining like in the reverse situation, if I had like a woman come up to me and ask like, Oh, like what is it that men really want from women? I'd be fucking stoked to answer that question. I've never had anyone ask me that before. Um, yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, I, I also have something I want to throw in at the end here. Um, 
One thing that I just recently got from participating in this small group, uh, centered around love, actually, was mm. like in some of these exercises, it was just like, "Hey, what do you think is unique and special about this person? What is what is their gift?" And it was really strange because the stuff that I really th- like about me, the stuff that I try to cultivate, like. Uh, and let me give an example because this is kind of getting abstract. So, okay. when I interact with people, I I try to interact with people on the level of equality. Like I I'm not going to judge them for the responses that they bring in. I'm not going to look down on them, even if I if I if it feels like I might be more advanced than them or right. further along a particular path. Um, there's space for people to have their voice, yeah. and it's like this person that I just met brings it up within 10 seconds of meeting me like what the fuck and and it's the thing that i've seen this before i've facilitated groups where this kind of thing happens all the time and and you've probably seen it too Mm. but i've never heard this takeaway before and i think this was the most valuable piece it's like if this person can see it and i just met it met her then what are the odds that like everyone else is somehow missing the greatest parts of who we are. You Wait know? a minute. Say that again. So so if if I just met this person and they can already spot like what is magical and unique about me, mm. then what are the odds that like you know, the the voice in, in our in, in my head is at least I need to stand out. I need to prove myself mm. to this person, mm. right? Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. if we really look at it if this person that I just met can pick out what is awesome about me in 10 seconds, what are, what are the odds of that story actually being true? I think in reality, it's like, no, people, people can see what, what you're about and what you care about. Um, you just have to show up and bring that energy. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful, man. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's, that's authenticity. Like people can spot it. And the, the beautiful thing about that, Rob, that I like in the community that we studied with the saying was, if you spot it, you got it. So I'll own that thing about me. That's magical. But I will also at some point show you that this thing you see over here is just a reflection of what's in you. Yeah. That's the beauty of relationship, man. We're just mirrors for one another. So they're seeing something out there, but it's really, in them yeah it's equally as much a part of them as it is over here and i'm reminded of that and that's humbling man because it's not like i don't get a big head about like you were saying earlier about i'm at this level like listen this understanding that we have or had or whatever was always there we didn't find it outside of ourselves man you know it was something that came from within so when we're modeling something it's like oh yeah this is who you are too yeah speaking of which like if you really want to blow someone away like have them feel really seen which is which is one of the best feelings in the world that you can deliver to someone Mm. you look at what they see in you the greatest things that they see in you and like scott was saying those those things are areas where they've grown. That's the only way that they can see that in you, right? It's And it, not only that, it's stuff that they can appreciate. 
Um, when they say what they like about you, that's their value system being presented to you on a silver platter. It's what they care about the most. That's why they said it. Um, yeah. And taking time to reflect that back to them, like, hey, no, like, I really appreciate that. And I get that unless you'd done the work, unless you were also that kind of person, you wouldn't be able to see it. So thanks for being that. Yeah, absolutely, man. Love validating other people, man. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, yep. yeah, man. I think uh, I think we're coming up on time here, but uh, fucking great, great advice, great insight, um, and just kind of leaving space at the end here. Any concluding thoughts? Any last points of wisdom that you have for the brothers out there that are just learning to pick up their game again? Yeah, yeah, man. Own own your shit, man. Like own who you are. Like stand. Like literally st stand and walk with your chest out and your head high, and exude this feeling of confidence, man. You, I watched some people today and I watched them while they worked out and their heads were down and their headphones were on and they, you know, and, and I get, I get that. And it, to me, like I'm running around smiling with my chest out and I'm walking around like I own the place, man, not in a cocky way, just in a way that like I'm owning the fucking space around me, man. And I think when I walk through, people can feel me. Like, I want you to feel me. I want you to, I'll walk by like the biggest guy. Cause I watch, I watch women and men. They're like, Oh, Oh, everybody's real timid. And Oh, excuse me. Sorry. I'm like, you didn't fucking bump into me. Why are you telling me you're sorry? Or they got like this close to me, man. I'm walking through like I own the joint, man. Hey, what's up? And, and this, I have the same types of interactions with men as I do with women, because that's an edge for me. I can go up to women all day long and it's a little bit more challenging for me to go up to big burly strong muscle head dudes but it's this it's just as easy to gain access to their hearts because they want to share what they're into man and i've had so many great conversations and it's just like owning it hey man you're just a dude just like me you're just a human being just like me you care about obviously the same thing i do because we're both here together in this space but really if i could share one thing with the men and the women that listen to this podcast, own your space. I sit with my legs wide, with my arms sprawled across like a couple of chairs, man. Like I'm not closed off, open body, taking up space, literally. And yeah, yeah, man, chest up, chest out, head high, make eye contact, you know, say hello. That's, that's it, man, in closing. That's what I got. Own Dude. your space. Great advice. Um, I want to calibrate that too. This is important. Um, I think especially if you want to show up as more masculine, um, the ability to take up more space in terms of your volume as well is really important. And, and one thing to notice here is that like it can be easy to go down the route of fake it till you make it where you're just kind of mm. pretending and putting up a front. I mean, that kind of that kind of works. But you also want to have like, you want to have the emotional backing here. It, it can't just be some facade that you put up and as soon as someone pokes at it, it crumbles or you get angry because it's right. like, oh, this guy's disrespecting me as a man. Nah, <laughs> nah, you gotta, you gotta be secure in this as well. And that, that journey begins with, hey, 
well, maybe I can talk a little bit louder and let me see what emotions are coming up and let me feel the fear that's there and like the fear of judgment and oh, am I being too fucking loud? No, feel it all. And then when you're comfortable with that, you can move forward a little bit more, a little bit more. Um, so yeah, uh, I think that's phenomenal advice. And I also want to just save you from the struggle of going through what I was doing when I first heard that advice, which was putting on another mask, trying to be a manly man without yeah. understanding, hey, there's there's actually some core work that needs to happen here for me to embody that fully. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it I think also, too, it's to be able to change your tonality, man. Like the other day when I was having a conversation with those uh with my friends at the smoothie bar at the gym, the, I noticed, you know, I would get excited and there was a time for that. And then I noticed very soft spoken, very, very like not monotone, but just very clear, very in my body, you know, articulating things. And I want to give uh, Winnie a shout out because she goes, man, you should be doing a podcast. Your voice is so soothing. And I immediately turned my phone around and said, funny you should say that because I do, I co-host one with my friend Rob and here it is. What do you talk about? Boom. You know, like, here we go. So it's not just being, a, you know, loud and obnoxious. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about like owning your space, being able to fluctuate your, your tone when needed. Um, you know, it just, yeah. Yeah, that that I noticed was has been really helpful for me, and I become more aware of how I speak and around whom and what the tone of my voice is. And when I'm leaving my body, you know, sometimes when I get really excited, I'll get I'll just get lost in it, and it gets to be too much, and it gets heady. And then I I'm like, oh, I recognize that I need to come down a little bit and be more in in my heart and speaking like softer and if that makes sense, like I just noticed that was happening for me the other day. So I'm not at, like you said, I'm not telling the listener to be screaming and yelling and, you know, flailing around and, you know, look like, here's what I picture Rob: Connor McGregor walking around the ring. Have you ever seen that dude? Like, Hey man, he has every right to walk the way he wants to walk. I'm not talking about that, man. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. My arms just flailing around and I'm walking around. Like I could kill everybody. Cause that guy pretty much can't. It's not, that. it's not that it's just taking up space in people note and having people notice yeah i'm still cracking up about that comment about him be probably being able to kill everybody <laughs> he walks around like he can and i believe he thinks he can <laughs> that's just believable that's hilarious though i've never heard it characterized that way all right. Well, well, we've got a there's there's a lot to check out here in this in this episode. There's a lot of like densely packed information. Um, but but if I had to summarize what I've heard so far, it is that you are coming at these interactions and, and treating women like people. Uh, but not only that, you're you're coming in and being authentic. Hey, I am feeling really awkward about this. Uh, but I noticed you and I wanted to come meet you. My name is Scott. Mm, hey, beautiful. Um, what's your name? Beginning to ask questions, but being like curious, um, not just asking women questions, but being invested in people and connection, um, and taking conversations to places where they don't normally go. Um, I think 
operating from curiosity. What do I actually care about? What do I really want to find about? Like, am I really interested in her T-shirt, or is her backstory interesting to me? Like,、mm. then the other piece that I heard at the very end there, and I, I, I know I'm skipping over a big chunk because you delivered on a lot of good information here,、um, was around body language. So being okay taking up space,、um, taking risks, going and doing the instead of talking about people, noticing, oh wait, I'm talking about someone. I'm imagining how things would go if I had a conversation with this human being. Let me just go fucking do it, and also taking the time to slow down and feel things, not necessarily needing to force yourself to hit this huge high bar, but allowing yourself to begin as a beginner would, rather than trying to tackle it as like a thirty-year expert would. Perfect, man. And put a smile on your face, man. Put a smile on your face. If you're in the gym, take your headphones out and walk around with a smile on your face. I do it all the time. People look at me like I'm nuts. I just walk around smiling with no headphones, no music.、It、makes it easier for me to talk to people, man. They're like, "Who's this guy? He's walking around smiling." And people have said that to me, man. I've had other dudes like, "Yo, man, I was watching you work out, and and you were doing this thing, and it looked really hard." And I was jealous, and you had this big smile on your face. And I, I said, come closer, and he came closer, and I said, that's the secret. I had a smile on my face. You were jealous. You were angry. You want it? That that's the trick, man. Walk around with a smile on your face, man. Walk around with a smile on your face. Take your headphones out of your ears, wherever you are, gym, walking around. Be available. Yeah, it's not. It's not going to hurt. Practice it. See what happens. Don't take my. Don't take my word for it. Yeah, you heard the man. Get out there, have some conversations, feel your feelings,、um, meet some cool people. Be one of those cool people. Yes. Be.、Uh, no, you're right, Robbie. That I just want to be the person you want to attract. Be that person first. That's it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're good here. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being here.、Um, We love you. Love to have you back. We're gonna be on next Thursday, 8 a.m. And、uh, yeah, anything you want to throw in before we close? I love you. I love you, Rob. I love all the listeners. I am grateful that you guys take the time to come over and listen.、Um, and I hope you get some value from this content. Go listen to the podcast over again. Listen to the Nestor meditation. Practice that. That's super helpful, man. For it was for me. It's a great tool. And、uh, yeah, be authentic. Hell yeah! Thanks for your knowledge and wisdom, man. We'll、uh, we'll catch you next week, same time, same place. Peace. Peace.